Hello, and welcome to Supply Chain Meets FinTech Virtual Conference. I'm Melissa Foreman, president of TriumPay, and I'm delighted to moderate today's session on the importance of innovating payments for both intermediaries and retailers. The supply chain, still reeling from the global pandemic, today faces backups and clogs at ports on both the East and West Coast. In addition to delays, truck drivers have to contend with record high inflation and fuel costs, as well as increasing online shopping, driving up the number of long journeys on the road. On top of all that, carriers aren't getting paid fast enough. To get paid today, the back office for truck drivers have to make countless phone calls and confirmed receipt emails that contributes to the current standard of truck drivers waiting 30 to 90 days after delivery to get paid. The industry standard of over a month to get paid is unacceptable in today's world where consumer payment platforms deliver it near instantaneously. The entire post-load segment of the supply chain needs to overhaul its payment process. The spotlight is finally on the supply chain and no time is better than now to innovate and make a real difference in revolutionizing the payments process for truckers. That's our mission at Triumph Pay. I am thrilled to be joined with Ann Rinke, President and CEO of the Transportation Intermediaries Association, and Mark Boxa, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals, to discuss how they see the payments as critical to the overall supply chain. Thank you for joining me, Ann and Mark. Pleasure. Thank you. So as we start with our first question, um, what I'd like to, to really start to address is how, you know, the, the whole payments ecosystem um, starts with shipper payments to intermedi- intermediaries in the space, like brokers and factors, um, all the way down to, to the carriers receiving that payment. Today, shippers' payment terms can sometimes exceed 120 or more days. That extension has as immediate impacts to carriers as they pay for their operating costs out of pocket and up front. Intermediaries like brokers begin to to help fill that payment gap for carriers, but also puts additional strain on them as carriers typically are are trying to be paid within 30 days in those cases. Mark, can you help us understand the pain points and constraints that shippers are experiencing that result in these extended pay terms? Yeah, I think I can. Absolutely. And by the way, thank you, Melissa and Ann. It's great to join you uh, today and this uh, opportunity to share some great insights. So thank you for that. I think I think we would start first and foremost as a from a shipper perspective, and that is the idea of cash preservation, because we we've seen over the last fifteen years as the procurement practice has gotten much more finite and they, and if you will much more strategic in terms of considerations to the bottom line of most companies. They also have looked at cash preservation as a part of that business model. For many companies, the sourcing team is is representing somewhere between 40 and 60% of the total top line in, in cost management. So all that supply base, indirect and direct spend, passes through the procurement and sourcing teams. Now, not all companies have established teams like this. You know, we're also dealing with small and medium business enterprises as well. But in, in the end, the target is to preserve cash. So how do you do that? Well, one way is to ensure that you collect early and pay later, right? Extend those pay terms, right? It's kind of like buy low, sell high. Well, in reality, there are different supplier verticals or if you will, you know, different categories of spend. And one of them is transportation. It's clearly in a unique category by itself. 
And, and this begins with the conversation between the business stakeholders that procurement is serving, which is the logistics team and the goals that the procurement team has. And when we look at cash preservation, the first, first thing that happens is, look, our standard is this number. So whether it be 60 day pay terms, 90, 120, this is what every, every supplier must conform to. And a rigid, rigid platform like that can be problematic in times like we've just really emerged from where the shipper of choice means the shipper of choice, right? That means that we organize well, we take our, bring our loads in and, you know, we can facilitate the loading process, get the carrier on the way, maximize their efficiency to the best of our ability, but also the financial side. So if, if you will, shippers learned that carriers are in a different place, working with their procurement teams or just in general, figuring out better pathways to be the shipper of choice also includes the financial model. So if I amend my business practice to pay in 30 days, am I going to be more attractive to the carrier community? The other part of it is that connection to systems, right? So many Many companies have moved in the area of procurement and sourcing or procure to pay where things become more automated. And not all carriers are adept to this. So, right, so in, in the middle, middle of that are the intermediaries or the brokers that help manage all of this. Well, this is still rather convoluted. And as a result, the shipper just takes, really takes the steps to conserve cash and protect their data flow, protect their interest and just secure things in, in a way that looks perhaps vulnerable. So I think right now that we we still have a ways to go, but smart shippers are looking at, and, and this is what our this is really what our members tell us is that we're looking for ways to build efficiencies and intelligence back into our supply chain. We're in a reset period as a result of what we've all been through and still are going through. We still, in many cases, have a lot of things out of sync in the supply chain, and transportation gets the brunt of it because that's the last part, the delivery piece prior to collection. So the other side of this is that in in, in cash management, uh, the ship from the shipper side is that we know that the carriers are dependent on obviously that pay cycle, and some have really gotten smart about such as the services that try and pay offers, such as financing, and that's a model where the carriers still end up paying for it because they pay for that that carrying cost, right? So what that means is we still have 60, 90 day pay terms as a shipper, but we'll, hire, we'll, we'll connect with a financial partner that can back the immediate payment, 24, 48 hour payment to the carrier, but the carrier is gonna pay the cost of, of the cash carry. So they're gonna pay the interest. And, and that works for many, but still is perhaps maybe not the most optimal scenario. So I think venturing ahead, and, and I know we're going to get into some of this in the conversation, but smart shippers are going to look for other ways to build, if you will, that strategic partnership with carriers. And I, I want to see that happen. I mean, really, we're looking for innovative steps in this area. So if I look at the Triumph Pay model, right, where you're building a more secure platform to connect loads to payment, right, from beginning to end and all of the steps in between, that builds efficiency in the process. That reduces for the shipper dependencies on manual overrides and interventions where things become more secure in an automated environment. It also benefits the carrier that may not be that sophisticated themselves, but that payment process can be very transparent through through a front end that is provided to them so they can see the transactions. So I think we have a little ways to go in this area, and there's an opportunity for us to really, if you will, advance from an innovation perspective. But 
when you ask about the shipper's perspective, number one, it's cash preservation. And number two, it's the secondary piece, which is, you know, sustaining a model that's manageable, uh, that, that can be managed, I should say, alike for all, all suppliers, in, including transportation providers, they have to fit the internal model. And, you know, really it, the carrier community is much different. We have many, many small carriers out there that need that cash to operate because of so many variables that hit them, such as escalating fuel costs and labor shortages and these kind of things. So smarter shippers, I think, are learning that also being a shipper of choice means more favorable pay terms for carriers. That's great, Mark. Thank you so much for that. And and I know, Anna, there's a huge impact to the, the brokers in the space, too, because a lot of times, well, I guess in, in many cases, brokers are helping fill that gap, at least to shorten some of those pay terms and and kind of bridge it a little bit so that carriers can be paid in, in 30 days to 45 days um, and not have that additional care, carrying cost. But then that puts the burden on on the intermediary, right, to, to be able to pay those carriers prior to the shippers making that payment. And Mark, like you said, you know, there are there are providers out there, TriPay being one of them, that can help, you know, bridge that gap for the broker as well and and give them supply chain financing options to be able to bridge it. But still that that cost is is now being shared either between the factor and the, the either with the factor, I mean the, I'm sorry, the broker um, and and the carrier. And so, you know, Ian, what is what is your take on that? I know that that brokers to retain capacity will look at, you know, payment terms and, and fast payment as a solution to do that, but it's not sustainable over time, right? With with the operating costs that a broker has. So share your thoughts. Sure. And thank you for having me as well. And uh Try and Pay is an important member of our association and part of our director circle. So we appreciate being a participant here. And you're exactly right. We do bear the risk in certain ways because we front load the payment to the carrier within 15 to 30 days in some in some cases. And you're right, shipper payments are much longer than that. But that is something that we think provides an advantage as to why you would use a broker because we are providing that service and using Triumph Pay and other companies like that to automate payments. The carrier doesn't have to worry about it. The carrier doesn't have to uh, beg for for their dollars. They can actually get paid in, in, a, in a very short amount of time. And that means they don't have to worry about the fuel, and et cetera, et cetera, and paying for their cost of doing business. Now, among the many advantages of brokers is that we are sourcing capacity for the shipper and that we are providing shipper contacts for the carrier. And as you know, 90%, as, as Mark said, 90% of these carriers are small, you know, less, fewer than five trucks per owner. And so it is incumbent on us if we want to have capacity come back to us is uncommon on us to treat them well. And one of the ways to treat them well is to pay them quick. Uh, so, you know, our, our members are motivated by relationships and innovation. And so whatever they can do to sustain the relationships with both the carriers and the shippers and to innovate. And one of the ways to innovate is by having these payment systems talk to each other. And maybe long-term, we can sort of bridge the divide by having the shipper and the carrier and the broker all speaking the same sort of financial language 
and maybe that's a step too far. I mean, I don't, uh, we don't need to start talking about blockchain, et cetera, but, but that is something to think about for the future is how can we all talk to each other? How can we make it more seamless? That's our sole goal is to make the transportation experience seamless. There's so many shippers, I think Mark would agree, who don't care to get into transportation. They may not even have a transportation department. They don't want to have a transportation department. And so that's the role that we fill and whatever we can do to sustain those shipper relationships and those carrier relationships we want to do. Yeah. That, thank you, Anne. That, that's fantastic. And and you nailed it. It's it's all about data integration. And, you know, blockchain has, has been something that's out there. And certainly there are some, some good use cases for leveraging that kind of technology. But what what becomes a a stopping point or i guess a, a roadblock to that is we can't expect with all the fragmentation you can't expect all the shippers um all the brokers the carriers to change their their underlying technologies um completely to be able to conform to a new way of of data sharing and so there are many integrators out in the space that that do things um, with sharing data and doing data translations in terms of like track and trace. And so Triumph Pay has come into the space to do that um, in regards to payments and feel like that we can be that gateway, um, you know, like like traffic light, allowing data to, to move back and forth between all the parties and do it in a way that's is least impactful from a technology perspective to shippers and brokers and carriers so that we can make that data trans uh, sharing happen faster without being disruptive um, to the industry and, and requiring new ERP systems or new you know, transportation management systems having to be in play to do that. And so um, I think that I think the industry has seen a lot of change um, in how, you know, how we face and, and tackle the payments problem. You know, as you said, the pandemic has really given us some insights into just the the difficulty that truckers have in making sure that we get everything delivered to our house that we want, right? Whether it's something we want for fun or something we need to live, we all know it comes on a truck and um, being able to focus on, on carriers and their needs and work together as an industry, I think is critical um, because we're, it's life changing for the truckers. Um, but it also allows our our supply chain to be more sustainable as we come together to solve these types of problems. Um, you know, as as an industry, and do you think that it's unrealistic for us to be able to get to a point where you have supply chain finance providers out there? They can be embedded within you know multiple points in in the payment process. Um, but do you think we can come together if we have data sharing and we have the efficiency gains and you have the fraud mitigation that can happen, you know, when you're you're working with the source of truth and the data in the transaction, can we get to a place where the the broker, the carrier and the shipper are all bearing some of that cost of doing business to to make the payments process smoother? What are your thoughts? Well, I hope I'm alive when that happens. I'm just joking. No, I, I do think that that's something we should all aspire to. And, and so we say that, right, that data sharing and, and data transparency is sort of where we're all aspirational. But, but 
the devils in the details, as they always say. So what does that actually mean? Because people are concerned about the proprietary nature of their data and understandably so. Um, so, so there's that tension there between we all aspire to speak the same language across all our platforms. We want to integrate with each other, but we also want to preserve some of our proprietary information. And so it's interesting to me that even the White House now has this initiative, it's called Flow, where it's all about data sharing amongst different stakeholders. And I haven't seen any results yet from that. I'll, I'll be delighted to hear more about what they want to do. But the question is, um, can we get there? And I, I, I sort of feel like yes and no. I think we'll get almost all the way there, but we, there, we have a, a real um, defined interest in preserving something, you know, that's, that's of confidential nature to ourselves. It sets our, sets ourselves apart. Our sort of our secret sauce. So um, I, I would say this, Melissa, let's all work together to try to get there, but I don't know what that's going to look like. I, and I, you know, I know that there's smarter minds than mine who can figure out ways to do it. But I do know that our members are always looking for greater efficiencies and always looking for greater innovations. And I think they're sort of platform neutral as to what that looks like. They don't necessarily have a perspective. They just want the best customer. They want the best vendor that they can use in order to make the best customer experience. Well, I tie it in exactly what Anna said right there is like we we talk about improving processes and allowing automation to come into play here where we connect all the all the dots to get to the same outcome. And that is a high level of efficiency, high level of protection of that preservation of that data and a, a multi-tenant kind of scenario where you've got the carrier, the shipper, the broker, the intermediaries, everybody in between all on the same sheet of music, right? So all of the data is connected and we have a, a very fluid payment process with all of the records and proof text along the way saying, yes, this is the load I paid for because this is the load I received. This is the load I shipped. This is the load I carried. Everybody is good. And we often get right to the edge of the cliff and we say, okay, this is a great idea. We're going to do it. We're going to buy into it. The ISO tests are all done. We got the cybersecurity pieces all put together. And then we say, okay, if I jump, is my parachute going to open? And we take two steps back and we say, wow, this may not be secure. So we need to default back to this level of control because we don't want to expose our data. We don't expose our IP, et cetera. And, and that's understandable in the world that we live in today. All right. But to become the most efficient, if you will, scenario for everyone involved, right, all of the the buyer and seller in this transportation exchange for those services and the payment for those services, we've got to find a better way to integrate through automation. And we have to have the necessary security in that process that locks all that in. And when we have efficiencies, we can begin to take cost out and then we can begin to look at things that perhaps aren't as risky for us from a cash flow perspective. We're willing to go to 30-day pay terms because everything else is that much more efficient and locked down. It's repeatable, right? It's effective. So it's going to take partnership. Look, we don't win with ideas on our own. We win when two minds come together and we create something that nobody's done before. We create the what Stephen Covey calls the third alternative, so this is what we're really talking about. Is there a better alternative? One that we can't, A, do on our own, and B, takes great partnership and collaboration, and there's shared value in this idea. Then, then we can get that plane off the runway, so to speak. 
So I, I think that's the next step is what can what can automation do for us in this scenario to improve our processes so that costs drop out and reliability improves and the accuracy right of that because nobody wants to pay for something that they didn't do or didn't receive or nobody you know and, and we want to get paid for what we did and not what we didn't do. So I think that's that's the integrity factor. So we get to that stage, then then we start to see some shared value where costs can come out. And I think that's that's more important and better terms can result. Right. I, I agree with both of you wholeheartedly. And I think that, you know, historically, as you said, when you kind of start working on these concepts and you get to the edge and everybody's afraid to, to jump in, it, it ties back to the secret sauce and, and data preservation and, you know, protecting um, your your IP. And so having the right partner, having a partner who is an unbiased third party who can help direct the traffic and data flow um, is, is really important. And there's several of them out there in, in other aspects of transportation that are doing that today. And, and TriumphPay is, is certainly creating that for um, the payments uh, part of the supply chain. Um, but what's What's really important is being able to trust that partner um, in in making sure that that data is being used appropriately um, and not not being shared any in any way that's going to impact you as the shipper in in your business and the broker and their business and the carrier and theirs and the factor and theirs. And so, um, as as we look at that, I think that one of our advantages um, for TriumphPay is that we are a, a publicly traded financial institution that's highly regulated. And, you know, having that kind of stamp of approval, that that regulatory um, and compliance stamp of approval um, allows us to to help, you know, just confirm with our clients that that we're going to do things the right way, that we will never be an intermediary. We will never be a shipper. Right. Um, our, our whole job is about that data transparency and being able to, to share that across the industry and, and just help smooth out and, and remove the friction from the process. And, and we do it in a highly regulated way, right? And, um, you know, we have accountability to that, to, to regulators as well as to, to our customers, um, to ensure that, that, that we're doing the right things and, and have that integrity in the data. So, um, this has been a, a great conversation. I, I really am looking forward to how we can work together over time as we continue to build out the platform and, and look at the payments process. There's so many opportunities in this industry to improve the carrier experience, um, but, uh, but also the broker's experience and the shipper's experience because you all deserve to have that, that value stream and that equity in the transaction. And, and any solution out there is going to have to give benefit to, to each party um, each participant in in the supply chain payment transaction, and I'm just really excited that um, as as the pandemic has brought to light some of those pain points, we're all eager and ready to start working together to to start solving it and get us closer um, in that that pipeline. So, again, Anne and Mark, thank you so much for for being here with me today and and sharing your perspectives. I hope that we get to spend much more time together. Um, as we start to work through the opportunities to solve these problems for for the industry. Well, thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, thank you both. And uh, I want to see you succeed. I want to see Triumph Pay really su- to succeed in this endeavor, uh, Melissa, because our, our, our shipper community, the practitioners uh, need strong business partners that bring innovation right. 
to solve some of the most pressing problems in supply chain. And this is a critical area. So uh, this is a, a very important step and best of luck on the road ahead to you and your company uh, because it is, it's desperately needed. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. And thank you, Anne, for your partnership with the TIA and Mark with our partnership with CSCMP. And we look forward to continuing to drive innovation forward with all of you.